You're listening to episode 299 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. It's the last episode of our 2022 Energy Forecast series, and we're wrapping up this yearly series with a return guest, Felicia Bender. Dr. Felicia Bender is best known as the practical numerologist, and Felicia is devoted to helping you uncover your life's purpose with numerology. Felicia has joined me on episodes 30, 79, 125, 183, and 257. I think she reigns as the only guest who's made an appearance this many times, but I love the way that Felicia breaks down numerology. But in addition to that, talking to Felicia feels like talking to an old friend. Each time she joins me for a conversation, I feel the authenticity shine. This week's episode is brought to you by Spiritually Seeking. When you visit spiritually-seeking.com, you can save 20% on items such as card readings, life guidance sessions, and numerology reports when you enter the promo code podcast at checkout. That's right. All you've got to do is go to spiritually-seeking.com and enter the promo code podcast at checkout to save 20%. Okay. Are you ready to dive in and see what 2022 has in store for us in terms of numerology? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. One of my favorite guests is back. Felicia, welcome to the show. It's always such a joy to have you join me. Oh, it is such a joy to be back. And I felt like a poltergeist right then. I don't know if anyone remembers that old movie, Poltergeist, but they they say they're back. They're back. (laughs) Okay. Well, no going through like television screens or anything today. No, no, thank you very much. Yeah. um, We're we're not going to put the the TV outside (laughs) today, but but the last time that we spoke was for the mid-year 2021 numerology energy update. And while we're here to get an outlook as to what's to come for 2022, let's just recap on 2021, which was a universal five year. You yes. have said that the energy of the five is all about freedom, but also that the five is a roller coaster year and that the five is a catalyst. So let's just kind of recap. How have we seen the energy of the five play out so far in 2021 from a global or collective standpoint? Yes, and that is a, a great emphasis point to start out with. But for those of you who are listening and you're like, what does a universal year mean anyway? And what is numerology, yeah. right? So a universal year, just very quickly, uh, numerologically, it is a it is a, an energy uh, signified by the year. It's a theme, basically, and we can feel it, actually. So that's the fun thing about being able to talk about it and put it into perspective. And yet um, what it is, it's the overarching energy that all of us feel universally or globally, like everyone on the planet. And then we'll talk a little bit later about the personal year. I just want to, you know, uh, differentiate the two. The personal year is what you feel individually. So it's more of this immediate energy uh, is the personal year, but the universal year is like that umbrella and you just take the, the year itself. So for this would be 2021, two plus zero plus two plus one, and that equals five, just so everyone knows, oh, okay, that's how, that's what 
why it's a five. <laughs> That's yeah. what we're, we're talking about. So the five, as you say, uh, that we're eking out of right now uh, is has been about freedom. It is midpoint of this uh, tr- of cycle of time of the universal year cycles. Uh, it's a nine year cycle, it goes from one to nine and then back again. So we're at that midpoint and it really is a change. It is change. Uh, just plain and simple. And then with that emphasis point on freedom, and now we have to thin slice that, which way, in what ways do we collectively feel free? How do we define our freedoms? What do our freedoms mean to us? How do we create more of it? How do we use it wisely and well? What is it on every strata of freedom, physical freedom, emotional freedom, you know, health, spirituality, all those levels. So it's not just the simple freedom, you know, freedoms, just I want to go do what I want, however I want, whenever I want, right? It's really how do we develop that? And I think we can really see a point of emphasis this year in that because we haven't been able to uh, be free in terms of movement, of travel, of and that has been uh, global and with different um, uh, different severities, right? In different parts of the globe, I have friends and and um, and colleagues and clients in different parts of the world, and it's very interesting to see. Uh, how different the countries, yeah, right, yeah, even are, in different parts of the United States are yes. vastly different. Yeah. Vastly different, vastly different with, with a core element. Um, and yet, uh, so I, I believe that this five energy has really been stirring the pot and what, what the core there for me also numerologically speaking is that we're always going to be feeling a little bit of an opposition. Well, maybe not even a little, let's just put it this way, a lot of an oppositional pull, right? Of the, of the theme. So each number in numerology has an energetic presence. It has, uh, it brings with it um, it brings with it a certain energy and certain thematics. And so when we talk about that, we're talking about the optimal, but we're always going to be dealing with the opposition, which in this case, it, what's freedom, it's restriction, yeah, containment, feeling tethered, feeling smothered, feeling, you know, like we don't have sovereignty mm. over our lives, over our bodies, over ourselves, over anything. Right. And so I think that has been a real, real key feature in terms of the freedom of the five is where we uh, want those freedoms, where we have them, where we want to create them and where we're struggling with them. And I think oftentimes when we experience the five as a cycle of time, we feel kind of edgy. Yeah. Just because we feel like we're being tethered. We feel like we want to keep moving, you know, and something's holding us back, holding us back, got us on a leash. And that is really what I'm finding. um, Everyone's feeling right now. You and I got on the call and the first thing that we said to each other was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, like, let's keep it real here. We're both feeling Oof. And, and it's okay. I, I, you know, I think we're all feeling it. There hasn't been a person that you've spoken to that, you know, you're feeling it from your clients and your friends and I'm, yes. I'm podcasts. People are telling me the same exact thing. So I think it doesn't matter the walk of life that you're on. We are feeling this energy. And this is what you're talking about. The universal collective energy that we're all feeling. 
Yes, absolutely. And so with that though, so we're moving out of that and now, now what, right? We got that six. (laughs) So we got the six coming up and the six numerologically speaking is a time that I would say the the key words or the themes that we're coming up with, again, 2022, two plus zero plus two plus two. I'm also going to talk a little bit about the twos because Ooh, yeah. think about that. It's a right? lot. Got, it's a lot of twos. We've got some repeating twos here. And yet to go back to the six to start out with, that's the foundational energy that we will all be feeling globally. Uh, the six is about home. It's about relationships. It's about service, responsibility, family. It's a, the, the six in numerology. I call it the kind of that nurturing visionary energy. It's all about vision too. Mm. It's all about seeing the bigger picture. Uh, it's about justice. It's, uh, it's, it's really wanting home, right? Wanting to establish and feel at home, no matter where you are, that nesty, nurturey, responsible energy, right? Yeah. It's like, even if you look at the number six, I always say it looks like a little pregnant belly. Oh, right? yeah. 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 It's, so it's like that cosmic parent energy. Um, and so, and so you're like, well, what does that mean in terms of a universal year? How does that show up? Well, it shows up where politically, uh, and just, uh, collectively, we want to know where, what home is, where it is, what's happening. And even if we think about it, climate change, people are being displaced from their homes. People have yeah. during the pandemic time in the last two years, people have had to move back with parents, change, get, you know, exodus from the city. Um, people over in other countries are refugees coming out. I mean, you know, uh, going uh, because of because of uh, political tensions and, and other things going on. So home is a big deal right now. Where Where is home? And then on a grander scale, uh, home is planet earth, right? Hmm. And uh, is mother earth. And she's kind of weeping right now, right? Yeah. Yes, I, I so, think that there's, there's so much going on from, like you said, environmental problems mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. Um, even just how we are treating each other. Oh my gosh. It's a lot. Aren't, aren't, isn't it funny? I was just saying to uh, someone yesterday, I, I met a friend for, uh, for tea in the morning and the, the person who sat us on the little outside terrace thing said, she said, yeah, we're really understaffed and people, you know, cause I asked her how she was. And she said, yeah, you're here at a good time. Cause it's not real busy. Cause when it gets busy, it gets really, people get really bad. Oh, people just get like really cranky, impatient, rude. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 really demanding, really rude. And I said, well, you need to wear, you know, a, a big sign on your, you know, on your apron that says, please have patience. We're doing our best. We're understaffed. And she's like, oh, we have signs everywhere in our restaurant that say we're understaffed, please, you know, but people don't care. And I'm finding that people are less tolerant they're less patient. You know, I don't know if you've experienced this on the road. I don't mean to be negative. I'm, I, I've also I noticed that there are some yeah. other things that, that people are, are nicer and kinder and all of that. But a lot of times I'm seeing people really not making eye contact, their heads are in their phones. They've got, you know, I mean, all of it. And so this is going to be really a thematic that we are working with. How do we connect? Mm. 
And how do we connect, especially after having 2020, which was almost a year of like disconnecting, you know, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I of, would of, say, I would just say it's not almost. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like pull the plug, like we're, we're out, mm-hmm. you know, type of mm-hmm. energy. And I remember, oh man, this must've been our, our 2020 conversation. I believe you used an analogy about the house and how, you know, 2020, we think we're going to be building this new house and there's delays, delays, delays. And then we think in the five year, we're going to be in our house, but you know, right. we, we've just now got the foundation or we're going to be yeah. on an, or we're going to be on an airplane traveling. Yeah. The five <laughs> is more about travel, more about exploration, more about adventure. The year before that in 2020 was about foundations. Yeah. Was number four. And again, when the foundations, uh, you know, it's like when you strengthen the foundation and build on it, or is it, you know, is it structurally unsound and you have to bulldoze, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So these yeah. are just like all going together. What are the oppositional qualities of the six year and six in general? Good, good question and good point. So here's what the way I see it. I see it that this is the, the opposing qualities for the six is that the six, um, it ha- has this idealistic uh, way about it. So when you're dealing with the six uh, and when you're dealing with it as a cycle of time, as an energy within this cycle, and I think we're seeing it already, but I think it's going to really start escalating even more. I'm right and you're wrong. You need to do what I say and because I'm perfect and look at and how it could be. And if you just did, everyone needs to do what I tell them to do because of what, how I believe and how I think. Well, this sounds fun. I know. (laughs) Sorry. So it's that controlling perfectionism, but it's also kind of that judgment, that crushing judgment. And I, I don't know anyone who I've spoken to either who hasn't uh, noticed, let's put it this way, that all that we've been dealing with, with, uh, with COVID, with uh, vaccinations, with everything else, no matter what side of, the, of, of anything you're on, it is an issue that has been, that is unprecedented in yes. terms of personal interpersonal relationships. Yes. And, and I think that, you know, as someone who works from home is very much a introverted person, I, I gained my energy from being alone. And while I am very gregarious and outgoing on the podcast and, and with people, um, I don't all, like, I'm not out in public all the time, right? Like I'm not traveling yeah. all the time. So sometimes and this is, this is very much personal to me. I, I wasn't very aware as to how black and white some people's perception of everything was like, it Mm -hmm. has to be this way. It cannot be that way. Like it's almost like there's no gray area anymore. It's like, pick a side. That's it. Yeah. And it's, it's wrong. Right. 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 Yeah. It's not Mm -hmm. even like you have that choice and okay, that's your belief. It's, it's right or wrong. Like pick pick one. And then that differs from each person that you meet of their view, their perception, their belief. And, and I think that this is part of the heaviness that we're feeling is especially if maybe you, you can see both sides, right? Like if you're Switzerland right now and you, and you can see both sides and you're like, you have a very valid point and you have a very valid point and you're kind of that middleman. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's very hard to be the middleman. Right, right now. Well, it is. And it, it is just that very interesting thing. I know uh, relationships that have terminated 
family member, you know, family relationships, everything else um, about, you know, I'm vaccinated, not vaccinated, you're vaccinated, not vaccinated, we're not, you know, seeing and you're an idiot and you're wrong and you're this and you're that and I cannot deal with you anymore. Yeah. And it's it's that really interesting engagement of, you know, I don't, I just don't haven't lived through a period of time where I mean, just a silly example, and I know people can pick apart any example you're ever going to use on anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, with the flu shot, let's just do one level down. I've never been asked judgmentally if I've taken, if I've had the flu shot. Yeah. Right. By friends or family, or whatever. You do it or you don't. Yeah. It's your personal preference or not. And you do what, I mean, you know, do, are you or anything else with your, healthcare maintenance. Are you right? On, oh, are you on thyroid medication? Are you yeah. on antidepressants? Right. Have you done? I mean, it's no one's business. And then now, and it's, now it's everyone, everyone, apparently. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, or we're attempting to make it so right. Yes. And, right. um, yeah. And I, I think about that as well with, you know, just to expand and then we can drag it right back in. But I think about, you know, even in the United States, we've had cultures all of our, all, all my life and for very, for a long time now, I guess I'll put it that way. I mean, Mennonites, you have other uh, people, Quakers, other people who don't believe in vaccinations. They don't believe in certain uh, kinds of, of medicines, medical procedures and whatever else. And they're not breaking the law. Right. You know, it's yeah. a choice. I've known people who, who have been diagnosed with cancer, who have refused treatment. Yeah. You know, traditional treatment in yeah. terms of, you know, and they're not being arrested or you know, not allowed to go into a restaurant or, you know, whatever yeah. else. And everyone can say, oh, but it's a pandemic and you can give it to somebody. I mean, again, we can get into the thin slicing. I'm not trying to put any weight on anything. What I am saying though, it's a really interesting way. And I think that to, to circle back to this number six uh, universal year uh, numerologically that we will be in, it's going to be begging these questions. And what I, what I want to say, and I'll frame it this way, it may not be a successful framing, but we'll see. I mean, I have a PhD and I've done a lot of research in my life. And I, one of the things that I knew very early on in the, the realm of academic research is that um, the, the question you ask and the way you ask the question presupposes the answer. Mm. That's true. Yes. Because it right? really depends on the, on the way that you're asking the question, because you and I could ask the same exact question different ways. And that would prompt a different response depending. Exactly. And even on the, you know, the silly, silly, not silly. It's, it's, it's like, I don't know if you've ever heard that saying, you know, when did you stop beating your wife? Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's no answer there, you know, right. that, that is going to be in your positive benefits. So it, again, it's a matter of what question is asked, how it's asked under what. And so we're, we're really, really sliding into this. I think again, globally, how are we asking these questions? What presuppositions are we looking at? How, what angle are we using data? Where does the data come from? What is data? What is knowledge? What is information? Um, I know I'm getting really kind of, you know, waxing philosophical here, but I think that these are huge questions that are coming into play that everyone's asking. 
And that, no, um, and I, I think that they're important to bring up too, because this, this falls in line with the energetic theme. And I think when yeah. we're more aware of it, sometimes that helps us take the emotion out of it. And yes. I know sometimes when I'm just having a day that it really does allow <laughs> me to just take that step back and, and not make it so personal all yes. the time. Yeah. And, yes. and you can just say, okay, this is, this is what's happening. This is the fact of it. Right. And when you're mm-hmm. able to take your emotion out of it, whew, yeah, <laughs> that's a game changer in itself. It really is. It really is. And how to, how to do that. So the sixth year I think is going to feel, um, it's going to feel like people are wanting to feel at home, wanting to feel secure, mm-hmm. right? Because we all feel so destabilized right now. Yeah. Yeah. We you all ha- feel so uncertain. Yes. And I think for me, I don't, I don't know about you, but I've been a little hesitant to make certain moves. Like almost oh, yeah. like I can't see into the future like, right now. Don't like, even, don't even make a plan. Right. Right. Like we're doing this afternoon when we were, when we were uh, preparing to do like the energy forecast, like I was like, well, I don't even want to open my calendar too late out. You know, right. Cause I was like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to be. I don't know yeah. what's going to be happening. And, and I know in our, our last energy update, the mid-year 2021, um, I was in the midst, like I'm in my, my personal six year and mm. I, we had discussed that my five year was no fun because I uh, quarantine. Right. So like I had yes. to redefine freedom and, and this year it was my home. My home was impacted. Our whole lives got flipped upside down and mm. we, it looked like we were going to be homeless for a matter of like six weeks, like had no clue where we were going to be. And then boom, we moved from Florida to Virginia out of a whim could have never planned this, you know, if mm-hmm. I tried mm-hmm. and now my whole focus is, I mean, for the past couple of months was making this house a home, right? Like making yes. it a home for my children and reestablishing my roots. And, but not only that, I am now physically closer to my hometown, to my family. So mm-hmm. people that I hadn't seen in a while, and then also realizing that I needed to have different boundaries being closer to home. Like I had to, the person who I was when I lived here 10 years ago was not the same person I am now. And I, I operate differently. So mm-hmm. I've realized how, well, yes, it was my physical home. There was those sub, you know, like a subtitle <laughs> to, to right. everything within it, little layers that like keep being, being pulled back. But before we move on to the personal years, you had mentioned 2022, we have that two, two, two. So what, mm-hmm. how does this kind of build within the universal year as well? Well, and I, I want to just uh, lap back two seconds because I love what you just said about your sixth personal year, because you can, those listening can think about that in terms of the universal year that they'll be feeling bits and pieces of that. Mm. And I think that really, if we want to take anything from that, it's, it is about understanding boundaries. healthy emotional boundaries and really, you know, educating ourselves because we don't learn these things in school and we rarely learn them from our parents. (laughs) It's just, you know, I mean, we just don't. And so to read a little Brene Brown, to go in and look at the Gottman Institute and to to think about, uh, you know, how we, how our relationship dynamics are and what, uh, how we can work with that in a better way, right? To even because we're not trained. We're just expected to kind of come out and know how to do this. And we don't. Um, So the six is about, again, family, it's, and it's about, again, 
the, the overarching theme for the six is, is really learning and leaning into and aligning with that whole idea of acceptance, Ooh. accepting yourself, accepting what is, mm, right? That's big. It is. It is really big, you know? And so anyway, I, I really appreciated you saying that because that's a really key element. If anyone wants just a little homework for next year, yeah. just, you know, just do a little homework on your personal boundaries and on really understanding uh, how to give and how to be responsible. But when you lean over into the martyrdom, right? Yeah. Into the exasperation, you're over giving and you've got to put in and we train people how to treat us. Right. Yes. You know? and, and, and it's okay to, to unlearn a lot yeah. of, what, of what you have been told your entire life. I, yeah. I know we that's better. been, yeah, we ha- I think we have to, I think we're being yeah. called upon to do yeah. so. Yeah. We are, we're very, and that, and that really, you know, that bridges us into uh, talking very briefly about these twos, because I look as a numerologist at repeating numbers, at patterns, right? That's what we're always uh, looking at the code and how, what it's, what it's telling us, what information it's bringing. And so 2022, not only do, do we have a string of twos, it's interrupted or, or sandwiched uh, between a zero. And in numerology, the zero, we don't talk about it very much in numerology. And yet I find it's a fascinating number that, you know, is worthy of a whole conversation. And yet the zero, when it shows up, is an amplifier. It's an intensifier. Okay. So it's almost like, you know, this, this ring of infinity and and of intensification. And so whatever it comes in contact with, it doubles, triples it up, right? Right you know, like, boom, it it brings it, it really emphasizes that. So when we've got all all these twos, which give us, uh, you know, triple amount of two, and then bang that zero in there, we got a lot of two that's making up this six. Luckily, they get each other. The two and six are very similar, because the two is about love, partnership, relationships, it's highly intuitive, it's, it's diplomatic and peacekeeping. It wants the best for the group. It wants win-win. It wants everyone to be happy and everything to go smoothly. And it will do everything to make that happen. The, the point of uh, the, the oppositional point is that it's too sensitive and it loses its identity and gives, 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 then is really resentful. And how that shows up universally is that I think this is going to be a year where everyone is going to be super de duper de duper de sensitive, you know, and if we, and if we're just looking at the last two years, oh my gosh, (laughs) how much more sensitive can we get Felicia? How much more, how much more? Well, well, then let's just like, let's talk about this because I think these come up throughout the year and maybe we overlook them, but uh, we also have days such as June 6th, which is the sixth month and yeah. you know, the sixth day. So that in the sixth year, so that'll be a 666 day. And of course, in many religions, 666 is viewed as a negative or satanic number. Uh-huh. And while that's not my personal belief, um, mm-hmm. I'm curious to know the significance of these days or what they mean in numerology. Well, the days themselves, we can, again, we can then slice that, but uh, let's look at, let's look at just your example there. Cause 666, it's so interesting to me, sign of the devil, right? right? Actually, numerologically, it couldn't be any less true. 
Yeah. The six, uh, when it shows up triple is saying, you need to stop and be such a perfectionist. You need to stop telling everyone what to do and you need to show unconditional love hmm. for yourself and for others. Right. Yeah. There's much, much more that goes with that, but that's just a, you know, a soundbite <laughs> yeah. in terms of what that means. Uh, and it's always really interesting to me, even, uh, you know, that socially and culturally we could go on and on about the history of how things get lodged in terms of religion and everything else. Something that was actually like the th number 13, right. unlucky number 13. That's not true either. Right. It's actually that very actually lucky. It's yeah. a very, well, it, it, it has a kind of divine feminine. Feminine, yes, yeah. Uh, uh, aspect to it and so it was taken from that point of power and attempted to be controlled yeah. right in, in that way so um anyway we, we it's it's really interesting not to take things at face value right and to do a little bit of exploration there but when we have those uh in in terms of dates um i find like 11 11 definitely as a date uh, those sorts of nine, nine, whatever it is, those to me are power portals hmm. of inner, of energy that you can utilize during that day. It's almost to me, uh, like the new moon, the full moon, something of that nature where you might sit down and light a candle and do a little meditation. And it's, it helps also to, um, write down intentions. And yet, if you know more and more about, let's say this last, wasn't this last new moon in Libra, if yeah. I'm remembering yeah. correctly. So rather than just, and new moons are times to set intentions. Yeah. I intend to do this. I want to, this to easily find myself and writing down intentions. And yet then if you could focus it on the thematics that Libra brings, the chances of that energy carrying it through are much more, uh, much more likely to happen. So uh, rather than, oh, I want my business to whatever, which it can be part of business, but my point being, I want, um, you know, it's Libra is more about relationships. Right. And more so about focus, balance. Focus so more focus, on that theme. Yeah. Focus on relationships during that one. Full moons are more about gratitude. Yeah, because it's all this uh, energy pouring in. So it's more about uh, having gratitude. And then depending on what, wasn't it Aries? I think yes. it was Aries this oh. last time. Oof. So yeah, that was, was a big one. <laughs> that Felt was that a big one. one. Felt that one. Yeah, <laughs> I think most people did. And yet the Aries is, again, drive and new ambition and all those things. So then yeah. you, can, you can focus on that. And so um, I think energetically it propels and allows things to manifest um, uh, more so. And yet overarchingly, even if we're, even if we just say for even the most skeptical people, all right, even if it's a placebo, isn't it nice to, isn't it, isn't it helpful to focus on something? Oh yeah. Right. To just take your mind isn't, off of whatever that is that day and give yourself a prompt almost to just right. lean and, into and lean into. And if nothing else, it allows you to, for a moment, ponder where you are on that, on that subject. Yeah. Personally. Well, yeah. Reflection. Yeah. And, and also maybe that's a time that you get clear on your beliefs about this topic exactly. or I, exactly. I love that. I love that looking at it as like a, a power portal, because that to me also yeah. feels 
you know, it, it gives you a mission of what you can do that day. Cause yes. I think a lot of times we hear portal being thrown around, right. Or like mm. the 888 and people are like, well, what do you do? Like how, and, and I think we have that ability to overcomplicate it when yes. really we can just <laughs> simplify it and, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be so, <laughs> so humanized. Right. Just right. Like, and we have to kind of lighten up, right. Yeah. And yet have a light intention around it, have a light knowledge and to, to just, it's just to me, it's let's move with the energy rather than against it. Yes. Right. It's like, why, why try to be one of those have you ever watched video of, of salmon going upstream? To yeah. Yeah. And no wonder they die at the end. Right. right? My I gosh, mean, you're exhausted. Exhausted. <laughs> it is horrifying to watch that. Like, I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, you, you know, oh, have found salmon, a better I'm place. Exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted for you. So we, we do that to ourselves. We yeah. just try to swim, you know, resist it and swim against it. It's like, wow, wouldn't it be nice to just kind of turn that around and, and go with the flow and think that there could be maybe some ease there. Mm force versus flow, even in nature, even in nature. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, at the stroke of midnight on January 1st, we're not only in a new universal year, we each begin a new personal year. Will you walk us through what the personal years are and the energetic theme for each? Absolutely. So, and we'll do very briefly on this. Again, these are, um, I mean, there's so much wonderful depth and breadth of information I find. Uh, And yet we'll give you kind of just the, 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 the little brushstroke here. And yet if you're listening and don't know what your personal year is in numerology, uh, the way that we calculate this is by using your month and your day of birth the year of birth is not uh, relevant for this calculation. So put that to the side. And should we use yours? Yeah, we can use mine January right. 9th. So January 9th, you're making it easy because <laughs> Jan- January is a number one in numerology. It is the, the, the first month. So it's a one. Uh, the day nine is a nine. Okay. So let's just, for those listening, though, it's like, oh, so let's say you're born on December 25th. Let's say, and if you are, I'm sorry. Uh, My grandma, (laughs) my grandma was born on that day. Such a duality say happy birthday, Merry Christmas. (laughs) I know. I don't know why. And I don't mean that in any other way that it's just got to be a little strange. So anyway, so if you're born on 1225, I don't know why I'm using that as an example. Um, 12 is uh, December. So that's uh, in numerology. We will do a basic uh, addition problem here. So one plus two, which is the 12 equals three. So we're always reducing to a one digit number, the 25th, two plus five equals seven. So then we add that together, seven, eight, nine, 10. So you get a 10. Now it gets a little tricky because you're like, well, I got a 10. Okay. Now you have to keep adding. So we always want that one digit one plus zero equals one. So uh, that is a one. Now, in order to uh, discern what your personal year number is, you add the number of the current year. So if we were looking to next year, okay, so for you next year, it's going to be, we've talked about that, two plus zero plus two plus two, that's a six. So then we take uh, the one plus nine plus six in your example. So that's one plus nine is 10. 10 plus six equals 16. 
and one plus six equals seven. So you will be experiencing a seven personal year next year. Which you had guessed that when I told you what I was thinking of doing before you even did this. So, so I will, we'll get to the seven or do you want to start with the seven? Why don't we start and then we can go back. We can go back and do the whole thing, but I think it's just so funny. Yes. Yeah. Because I had told you that the podcast, I've been considering a few things and you were like, Oh, are we going into your seven year? (laughs) So, so what energetically screams Lauren's going into a seven year when I say that statement? Yeah. Yeah. So Lauren said, she said, well, we're doing, we're doing the podcast Felicia today that we're doing because of feedback from listeners said, yeah, last year it came in January, but we kind of want to have a heads up, right? Because it's a, so, so could you do it before that? So that's why we're doing it now instead of at the very first of the year. So that's what you said. And then you said, well, and I wanted to also do it this way because I've made a decision that I'm going to take a brief hiatus. I'm going to take a break from doing my recordings for maybe, you know, maybe four to eight weeks. And I said, oh, well, what personal year are you in? You must be in a seven. And you said, oh my God, I am. So so the seven personal year is a time of introspection. It's a time of diving inward. It's a time where we kind of retract. Mm. where we're not really all that ambitious about monetary career oriented things. If we are, it usually blows back to bite us. Oh, interesting. So it's really a time of deep kind of soul searching. It's a time for knowledge gathering. It's a time for resting right? Mm -hmm. It's a time for, again, going inward, organization, learning. I will guarantee you that you will go on some strange little pathways, Lauren. (laughs) I already feel myself (laughs) prepping for those pathways because I told you, we were talking about brain rewiring and I Uh I was like, you know, I I'm feeling called to it because I had three guests in a row when I talk about brain rewiring and I was like, okay, universe, I'm listening. Right. Cause like that that, that, that never happens and never happens in that way. And, and as I was talking to the guest earlier today, Bob Doyle, and just, it was resonating with me. And I was like, mm-hmm. I think I need to learn more about this, but I can't do it right now. Right. Like, it's like, I right. have too much on my plate. So it's like, I yep. need to plan for it. And when do yep. I plan for it? At the Next beginning of year. The year. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. And so that is the, the beauty to me of knowing the personal years. I love it so much because it gives you, it's almost just gives you a sense of validation and a sense of relief because most of us, especially I I'm just going to, especially here in the United States, we are so overdriven. Mm, yeah. And it's all about accomplishment, production, results, work, work, work. And if we aren't doing that, we feel like we, something is wrong with us. Yeah. Like we're just right? taking up space at this point. Yeah. Well, or that, you know, or we have to really worry about, uh, about that or something of that nature. And right. so numerologically speaking, we, we need to have these, uh, the, the flow we need to have the seasons of what we do. Yeah. I mean, we can't, you can't have, you know, you can't have summertime all the time, even in places when it's summer, most of the time, even in California, even in Florida, even, you know, you still have time where uh, things have to germinate, things have to rest, things have to, you know, uh, all of that. So, 
uh, the seven year is a pausing time. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I, (laughs) I I think especially coming off the five and the six, it's, it's just felt like a lot. And I have felt that need to kind of pull back and I've, I've noticed, and, and you and I are speaking right now in October. So while everyone else be hearing this in December, I've already noticed, like I've, I shut down my LinkedIn account, right? Like I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't use it. Why is it open? People are just sending me messages. I shut it down, but I'm, I'm feeling like, okay, I really need to be mindful of my energy, not only Mm -hmm. of like, you know, where people can find me at, but what I'm putting out and what I'm nurturing within myself. Exactly. It's a, it can be a real, um, cosmic ass kicker in, in a, in a good way, but in a way that can be, I find it is a time where when we quiet down enough, uh, those shadows are going to come up. Yeah. A lot of inner work and a lot of inner work that you really cannot explain to another living soul. Mm. And when you try it, you know, people look at you like, what? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, no, 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 you don't understand. This is for me, you know, and they're like, oh, okay, Okay. whatever, whatever you crazy lady. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, so, um, it really expect for things to just be very deep, Mm. just deep. And of course the opposition there is, is to no, 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 no. I'm going to run as fast as I can. And I'm going to, and then there, there's some health problems that usually will come in. There's just some other things that happen. So listen, so don't, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen, you know, listen. And this yeah. is, and this is where it helps being aware of the energy and flowing yeah. with the energy. So, so let's mm-hmm. just roll on. So I was a seven. What about those who are mm-hmm. entering a personal year eight? Okay. Well, well, let's see. Let's go. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. So if you were in a seven this year, that's pretty much what you could have expected amongst other things, but then you're moving it <laughs> to an eight. Uh, the eight is just the opposite. So the eight, <laughs> the eight is the, the start, the beginning of what I call a three year push time or three year transition cycle. The eight numerologically as a personal year is a time of uh, you, as you have uh, sown, so, so shall you reap. I'm not mm. quoting that very well. It's about money. It's where your money, where your focus is on finances, on your material uh, welfare in whatever way, shape or form, because in the seven year that takes a very back seat. Um, right. So in the eight, it's more focused on money, on manifesting that kind of abundance of, uh, of really reaping the rewards of what you've put into play for the past seven years. So, you know, it's a time of respect, of authority, of things, you know, coming to fruition for you. And it's uh, also a demand, it's, it's a number, it's a number and a year of endurance. It will test you to step up or get stepped on, right? In whatever ways you need to. And it can be kind of financial up, down and all around as well. So it's a, it's a pretty uh, intense time. Yeah. Uh, one way or the other. Right. And then after the eight, we go into the nine. The nine is uh, um, the last year of a nine year cycle. So the nine is a number of um, completions of letting go kind of surrender. It is the last year. So this is a transitional transformational 
year. I've come to really look at the nine because people are like, oh no, I'm worried. I'm scared. Everything has to change. You know, it's, it's a scary time for people because they're like, things are ending. No one likes endings, right? I mean, overall, uh, everyone gets scared. So, so no, if you look at it in terms of it's like commencement. Oh, right. It's endings that are uh, simultaneous beginnings that are opening space for the new. So it's emotional. It can be bittersweet. It's like that last year of college where you're finishing out your coursework, everything else, but everyone's prepping to graduate. Some people are going to get married. Some people are going off for their jobs, some are this, but it won't be the same. Right. And yet it's, it's been a very integral, obviously a beautiful part of life, but now it's on to the next thing. Which brings us to the one. Back at one, one. back at (laughs) one. And so the one is that last year of that three year transition cycle. It's also nice to know that it takes this long, right? It's not like you're behind, right? Right. And and you can't get, you literally can't get to that, you know, bridge until you get there. So you have to go through the paces to get there. But the one all about new starts, new beginnings with the one, whenever it shows up, it is all about I. Mm. initiation, independence, um, individuation. It really is a time where you are writing, you know, the first chapter of your new book. Wow. So to speak, sometimes, sometimes literally, literally, (laughs) and yet figuratively. So it is new things are going to come into play and you're really being asked to be very mindful of what you put into play because it'll stick with you for the next, you know, nine years basically. The two after that is um, a little bit of downtime. It's uh, supposed to be the universe is like, okay, let's have a little bit of a respite year. (laughs) Is it right? The two is all about, it's more about love, loving partnerships, relationships. It's a year of delays. It can be frustrating because -hmm. things are just not happening, but it's, it's great for opening yourself up emotionally uh, getting, getting to know yourself in a better way, in a different way. Cause you've just been through this three-year transition cycle. You're a new person yeah. in many ways. Right. So you need to really understand that. Uh, it's a great time to, uh, galvanize relationships. If you're in a partnership to up the ante there, if you're looking for the one, it's often where someone comes in for the, you on that for business. It's a great time for networking, mm. for really finding your tribe. Right. But it's mostly about, um, others less so than yourself. It's more about putting yourself out there that way. Um, And again, delays and frustrations in that way. So it's all about right timing. So really understand that any delays, you're like, oh, okay, well, let's, how do we make, how do we make the most out of this? Because it's not time. Yeah. It literally is like, you know, like a chicken and an egg and you can't, you're not going to crack open the egg before the little chickies ready. Yeah. Yeah. It won't live. Exactly. You got you to right? wait and be, put your patient pants on as I yeah, tell my kids. Exactly. So, but we have to kind of look at it that way sometimes, like it is not ready. It is, it is, you know, premature uh, to do, to, to do that now. So anyway, then we move into a three, the three is all about, uh, it's all about self-improvement. It's all about creative self-expression creativity. It's fun. It's social. It will pull up any emotional trauma and triggers that you've got and hand it to you on a platter in a good way so that you can work through this, work on it. But it's also just 
any create if you are a creator this is a great time for auditioning for writing your book for getting that album done for you know whatever it is it's creation time yeah and if you're not into that it's into offering your i always say that the the um, mantra for the three is when you're laughing you're learning no so it's a really a good time to learn things to just be to just infuse enjoyment optimism, that sort of thing into whatever you do, but it's a, it's a self-improvement time to really, you know, up your skill level and have fun and, um, and create during that year. Then whatever you're creating that year is going to move into the four, which is implementation. The four is more serious. It's more like, oh, holy crap. I got to get serious. What the heck am I doing? (laughs) Right. And it's, I mean, literally though, if you are a creator, you may have done your book, done your, you know, started your website. That's a time to systematize, implement, do the step by step by step, maybe not so fun parts that are going to need to be structured in order to have success. Right. So it's about limitations. There's going to be some limiting uh, situations that come in, but it's just that dogged endurance that it takes. So many incredible, great rewards that can come, but it can feel exhausting. So Mm -hmm. really during that year, you've got to put yourself on your calendar in terms of relaxation, rejuvenation, self-care, because your punch list, you're always like, oh, I've got all this stuff on my punch list and I'll do it tomorrow after everything's done on my punch list. But your punch list is never done. It's always just growing. It's never ending. Right? So you got to really remember to do that. You go from that structures, foundation, systematizing, a little bit thankless. And if you've done that all, then you go into the five and the five is freedom. You can now let some of those things that you've gotten into place take their form, right? And have more freedom in your life. It's a changing year. It's a catalytic year. It's a time, it's a sexy year. Sometimes it's like you've been wearing pheromones and everybody. <laughs> like, ooh, oh, ooh, ooh la la, who are you? And you're like, ooh, I don't know. Let's go find out. <laughs> but dive it, in. It, let's dive in. So it is, it's very sensual, it's sexual, it's uh and it's and it's finest, it's travel, it's adventure, it's exploration, it's meeting new people, having all it's kind of a bright and shiny object year. And then mid-year, especially September is that peak time, it starts hashing out where it's almost like those meteors of opportunity that aren't, that are just meant to go by you and just catch your attention for a minute. They, they go by you and you suddenly are like, oh yeah, no, 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 that wasn't, no, no, no. Okay. This, right. So it's going to be a changing catalytic year, but don't put a ring on it you know, mm. during, yeah, you know, uh, if you know what I mean, metaphorically yeah. and maybe yeah. even literally, maybe even literally. Yeah. <laughs> and then you move from that kind of frenetic, super sexy energy into the six. The six is more about, again, a little bit more of the, you know, white picket fence rather than the, you know, kayak and the jetliner or whatever. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's more about home, family, nesting, responsibility, taking those responsibilities. Again, it's kind of a marriage and divorce year. It's where you're really looking at your relationship life and mostly a relationship with you. You know, who am I? What do I really want now? Sounds a little corny to say it that way, but it really is true. And so you look, you evaluate that and it's kind of the, should I stay or should I go or should it stay or should it go? Sometimes it's a time where things get hashed out that just aren't useful anymore, you know? And uh, again, responsibility during that year can be fabulous for business, you know, really, really dynamic for for business and that sort of thing, especially for service oriented um, 
businesses or careers or whatever, uh, whatever that might be. And then you move right back into that seven, which is where we started, which that contemplation going from responsibilities to everyone else to kind of, you know, uh, navel gazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's so interesting because I'm, I'm sure you've done this. Have you mapped out like even in a nine year cycle, just like gone back and been like your one? Oh, yes, happened. I have. When and, I first discovered numerology and, and was, was like, it just like mind blowing? I was like, holy crap. Every, every punctuation mark it's in like, your life is like that kind of the nine to one. Yeah. Oh, that's when I got a divorce. Oh, that's when my mom died. Oh, that's when I had my first child. Oh, that's when, right? Yeah. So it's this beautiful way of, of looking at, um, I mean, we all have free will and everything else. And yet it's lovely to look that there is some method to some madness here, right? Yeah. So maybe we can relax a little bit. (laughs) Well, it was interesting because as you were talking about the three year in my head, I was, you were talking about creativity. I was like, well, that's actually the year I wrote a book and launched the podcast. And then in year year four, and I did the podcast at the end of year three. And then by year four, I was like, ah, I really got to figure this out. Like, you know, cause I just did it in a whim. I was like, jump in, you'll figure the rest out. And then year four was like, figure the rest out. (laughs) Then it was really getting those systems in place. So as you're talking, I was like, wow, I should probably go back through and just, and just see how. Yeah. It's really fun to do that. Yeah, it really is fun to do that. And it it can kind of bring you just back down a little bit of memory lane and to put things into perspective and to also pat yourself on the back and go, oh, dang, we did this. Yeah, (laughs) we did this. And I think, and I think having those moments of patting yourself on the back, especially when we're in an energetic time like this, where it feels thick and heavy to just have that gratification of like, Hey, I'm still here. I'm still doing it. I've done these amazing things and I can keep going no matter how hard it may feel. Yes. Yes. It's always so great, which is always really great. And also I think we just make a lot of demands on ourselves and others. Sometimes we can, you know, just kind of I don't know, take a chill pill. Right. Um, And I think that's one of the things that the universe is telling us right now. It's like, we need to kind of slow it, slow it down a little bit, maybe Um, just a bit. Yeah. I think that with so much innovation and newness, it's, it's also like, okay, let's, let's go back a little bit. What, what were some of the things that we've neglected that worked really well in the past that we can bring forward? And also what are some new ways that we can break out of the old norms and create and do better. Um, I'm feeling like there's like this like duality of energy of both, right? It's I like, think so too. Yeah. Well, you know, necessity is the mother of invention after yes. all. And yeah. so I think that again, with, with the climate crisis and all of the things that, um, well, however we want to put that climate change, um, it, there's just opportunity for um, making some really big leaps um, yeah. in terms of what technologies, the ways that we do things and don't do things, all of it, the way that we, you know, f- from everything, food, yes. uh, fuel, every, all of it, all yeah. of it. And I'm seeing more and more people, um, lean into having their own gardens and, yeah. and like, so like these things, like what that to me is very old foundational, right? Like the, there was mm-hmm. a part point in time where everyone had their own garden. If you didn't have a garden, mm-hmm. then you were bartering a different service for someone who yeah. did have a garden. And I, I can feel that coming back. And I think that's also mm-hmm. part of personal responsibility 
right? Like you can't always rely on everyone else or Mm -hmm. everything else. So it is, how do I take this power back home? And and like you said, this, the year of the six, maybe this is the time that we're building up our homesteads, right. Or figuring out how we can be sense of community. Yes. And how we can uh, fulfill ourselves without always having to depend on someone else. Yeah. I think it's really interesting. This sounds so corny. I'm going to sound so corny right now, but maybe not. I was taking a walk the other day and I live in in a city right now. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little, yeah. Anyway, we won't go into that, but (laughs) I'm walking along and I'm looking at the litter on the ground and I'm thinking, how can that be? I mean, how have, how are we, you know, how have we understood our role as human beings as that we just throw crap on the ground. Yeah. And then it's okay. Well, it's not only okay. It just, it's just, that's what it is. I mean, it, and it, it fascinates me to think that of, um, I mean, I'm, I'm even what I'm thinking right now of, uh, what I've, I've read about schools in Japan, certain parts of Japan where they don't have janitors and they don't have, um, you know, overarchingly, uh, that they, they've got a few people who do the cafeteria cooking and everything, but the children help. Yeah. Because it takes, it's like that they're, they're learning skills, but they're also learning about how to be a responsible party in a community of people yes. that if you make a mess, you're going to clean it up. And yeah. in our culture, you make a mess. Someone else, will, you know, who cares? Yeah. It's part of That's radical not... responsibility. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's just you know because some people might roll their eyes. Well, that's just stu-. it's like, but really, yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing if we just really looked at the world as our home rather than as our you know what the little hotel that we're paying to 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 occupy? Children, yeah, right? exactly, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, I think it's so multi layered that yeah. this is a great time for that reflection piece and and to to mm-hmm. see like how are we showing up in our home, in our mother earth. Yeah. Yeah. Would you treat your mom that way? Exactly. (laughs) I started saying, I'm speaking to a mother right now. You're like, my kids better not treat me that way. (laughs) Exactly. Would you kiss your mother with that mouth? You know, it's like one of those. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's so true though. And those, again, those will be thematics in this six universal year that'll be coming up. Um, And again, with a lot of that two energy, so it's going to be sensitive. It's going to be very uh, community relationship emotion driven. Um, and so, um, it's going to be interesting to see what transpires, how it all unfolds. It will. And it will be great to do an update too, to, as we're in the thick of it, (laughs) to see how it's, to see how it's unfolding. But I know after this conversation, many people will be diving deeper into the world of numerology and they're going to need your guidance Mm -hmm. on this journey. So will you tell our audience where they can go to connect with you further? Absolutely. Anyone numerology curious, um, just go to my website. It is Felicia Bender, F-E-L-I-C-I-A-B-E-N-D-E-R. So FeliciaBender.com. I've got monthly forecasts there for free. A lot of articles. You can get charts, of course, private sessions. I do courses, all anything and everything numerology. Um, So you can start slow. 
Yes. <laughs> and, you'll go, you'll go, go down there. the rabbit hole very quickly on your I know. <laughs> it's a little weird, isn't it? It's like, oh my gosh, I have so many people who get in touch with me. They're like, oh no, I, I, I'm, I am down the rabbit hole. Now what yeah. do I do? Yes. So. Well, you start, I feel like you start with one number. It's like you start with your life path. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think yeah. it's, it's very similar to astrology. It's like, you know, your sun sign yeah. and then like you get a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper, but when it resonates, you can't mm-hmm. stop. It's like, yeah. and I think that numerology along with astrology and the other tools that we use really help give us permission to be ourselves. Yes. And, yes. and this is what I've, I, I was first attracted to numerology and actually to your website. And it, it really, in that moment of time, just gave me that, aha, I am who I am and that's okay. Like, oh, it's not only okay, it's imperative. And it's it's imperative that you realize that the sooner we can realize that it's not only okay, that it's our, it's what we really signed off on. And, and, you know, part of it is that because it's what we're here to do, it will be, you know, we'll have some distinct challenges there. So we're always going to be in environments that are trying to convince us otherwise. Mm, Right. Absolutely. (laughs) No, you're really not that. That's not how you feel, you know, all those things. So it's really wonderful to be able to see it in front of you and go, oh yes. How can this know this just for my birthday? just from my name. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's some just cosmic beauty to yes. that. I yes. love it. And if, if anyone else has, if you're a, a parent, I've done it for my children. And I, I feel like I also understand them. And you were thinking like, oh, you're a parent, you should get your children. We're, we're all individuals. You know, I don't know what's going on inside their brains 24 seven as you know, 11 nope. and seven year olds. I, I don't know. Thank I, God. I can think, right. Like I, I may think I know, but I don't really understand. So I I've even used numerology to understand my kids better. And yeah. that's been a game changer for me. So I think numerology yeah. is so multifaceted and um, I love our conversations because you really help us navigate the world of numerology. Well, thank you. And I love talking with you. So let's meet up again and do a sanity check, you know, we um, will, as we get into 2022. (laughs) All right. All right. We'll catch up, Felicia. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So you may have caught that bit that Felicia shared about me taking a break from the podcast production. Don't worry. We're going to talk more about that on this week's Future Life Friday episode, but for now, I just want you to focus on the conversation that Felicia and I had, because there's a lot to unpack. I encourage you to re-listen if you need to as well, but also don't forget to calculate your personal year number. Felicia has so many great tools and resources on her website. I've linked her website and her social channels on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend and be sure to give the podcast a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you tune in and turn it up. I'm back here on Friday for another episode of Fuel Your Life Friday. But until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.